It's time for Captain Roo and the Morning Zoo here on 1021 Rockfart FM. <laughs> Dad's favorite rock fart hits from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yeah, I'm a grumpy old man. And I don't like things now compared to the way they used to be. Tune in every 7 o'clock when we play the world famous Enforce the Divorce, where we make your dad give your mom a divorce. Court is now in session. <laughs> We're taking over the Cubcast. The British are coming, the British are coming. We're now going to throw it to the Saber hey, 2 Cobras hey, in their smash hit. Here, oh. Shock Jock, what are you oh. doing in here? I keep oh. telling you to get oh. out of here. Yeah, take oh. that spray. Oh. Take that Shock Jock spray. Die. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, please, please lend me your ears. I am dreadfully sorry that you had to listen to that. That horrible shock jock. You see, I I turn my mic on, and I try to walk away, you know, go to do something, and they just come in, and they try to take the mic. I don't know if they're coming in from, from the floorboards or the ceiling. I'm not sure entirely what I need to do. I, I mean, I need to call an exterminator. That's what I need to do, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. That won't happen again. I'm so sorry to these damn shock jocks. You know, they're, they're a a thing of the past and they keep trying to come back in but their time is up my time is now they can't see me well i guess they can but my time is now and they need to be gone so anyway let's just let's just try to do a clean slate let's restart the show i apologize again let's do this just keeps choo choo chewing along i mean it's gonna get off the rails and crash into something at some point but until then until this burst into flames let's just enjoy the journey right because it's not about the destination it's about the journey we're having a good time we're we're learning about each other right or i guess you're learning about me maybe things you don't want to know maybe it's just like oh this guy's a little too much but the train's going we're gonna keep on going along um just wanted to say, got a lot of nice feedback from the last episode. People were reaching out, telling me nice things. That really means a lot. Keeps me going. But I also want to put this out here, out there. Um, if you ever notice anything about the show, maybe technical things, maybe my you know insistent rambling. I mean that's that can be a little too much. If you ever notice anything like that, let me know. It'd be great. I, I, I appreciate constructive criticism. So if you have anything you feel like I could do to make the show better, please reach out because good and bad, it helps. It makes the show better. It, um, it improves things. So today on the show, we're going to have our second edition of Face Your Fears. Ooh. 
That'll be a little later on. We've got a special guest. I told you we'd have a guest. We are going to have a special guest on this episode. But before we get there, I just wanted to read you a little something because it appears we got a little bit of a fan mail here at the uh, Cobcast Studios. I mean, I don't know how it got here. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you our address. It's somewhere behind a bowling alley. We, we, we make it work. We're very underground here. We try to keep it indie, and now it keeps our reputation in that cold light, kind of edgy or whatever. But uh, we, got, we got some fan mail here I wanted to read for you. Um, it's from a uh, from a little girl in uh, Springtown, Texas. Um, let's see. Her, her name is... Uh, says uh Laney Laney Grace Cobb huh there uh might be some relation there I'm not entirely sure but uh she's 10 years old and she really enjoys playing softball so I wanted to read this little letter we got from her in response to our uh, last episode uh she writes dear Mr. Cobb I hope this letter finds you well I just felt compelled to write you in regards to your most recent episode of the Cobcast Strangers are just variants you haven't met yet. Very proud of that episode name, by the way. I thought I did pretty good on that name. Anyway, I must note, I did gain permission to listen to the program from my mommy and daddy. Very good, lady. Very good. This is an adult program, mostly. I mean, we try to keep it clean, but, you know, make sure you get your uh, permission from your mother and father if you're going to be able to listen to our show. We like to, uh, you know, keep it old school 90s Nickelodeon or, you know, whatever that, that is. Uh, let's continue. She says... The bravery you showed by facing your fears and watching the strangers again was nothing short of inspiring. I, too, have a fear much like yourself, but admittedly, I have not been able to face it. For you see, if you can believe it, I was once much younger than I am today. And at that period in my life, I witnessed the atrocity that is the gremlins. Isn't... That's like a, that's like a Christmas movie, isn't it? I mean that's kind of that's kind of weird, but uh, let's let's see what she's got to say. Some may associate Gizmo. Um, I mean, I guess that's like a gremlin. Some may associate Gizmo with a lovable plushy toy, but in this little girl's humble opinion, he is nothing more than an abomination sent to the surface by the Prince of Darkness himself, Satan. I'm glad she clarified there. Honestly, I wasn't sure where that was going, so I'm glad she. Okay. I usually begin uncontrollably sobbing any time those barbaric beasts appear on my television screen, causing me to fill my room with tears with the consistency of an ocean. Fortunately, my mommy and daddy are carpet cleaners at the Lifetime Carpet Care, so they are usually able to clean most of the mess up. Other times, when I am tasked with tying my shoes, I am stricken with fear by the possibility of being met by a gremlin when I rise up again. I am a child, you see, and these are the unnecessary trials I am burdened with on a daily basis. I don't know if I will truly ever have the courage to face my fears, but I know I can live vicariously through your accomplishments. I hope to one day grow up and be as big and strong as you are. You are an inspiration to us all. God bless you, Mr. Cobb. Oh, and she, uh, she underlines one more time. God bless you. Well, listen here, Laney Grace Cobb from Springtown, Texas. Um, I'm really happy you wrote into the program. I appreciate your letter, and I want to tell you this. You know, you may feel like you don't have the courage to face the gremlins, which is, it's, that's a Christmas movie, right? I, I haven't seen it. It's, it's like a Christmas movie. But that, that's besides the point. You felt the need to write in, and I think that itself 
show some courage. You know, you admitted that you're afraid of something. And that's the first step. That's the first step to overcoming your fear. But here, here's the thing. If I can offer you some advice, and I'm not, I'm not good at advice. Most people take my, you know, hear my advice and say, please get away from me. But let me give you some advice, right? So you say you're a softball player, right? I'm sure you're a very good softball player. Um, this is what you should do. When you step up to the plate and you're, and you're about to swing bada bada and hit that ball, just imagine that the ball, that softball, imagine that softball is Gizmo's skull, right? And when you're hitting the ball, you're just bashing Gizmo's brains open. You're, you're, you're bash, bashing his skull in. And as he flies away, he just, he can't, he can't hurt you because you hit him. He's gone. He's out of your view. He's in your rear view mirror. You're driving off as he hits the pavement and his brains fill and, and, and you're on your road to success. That's, that's what you need to think about. But until you get to that point, until you get to the point where you've overcome this fear completely, I'm I'm happy to be uh, uh, an inspiration to, for you. I'm happy for you to live vicariously through my accomplishments, through everything I've done uh, so greatly. Uh, I, I could, uh, you know, dare I say, be a hero to you. I'm so happy to be your hero, Lainey. I'm so happy to be your hero. So I hope you keep listening and, you know, write in again if you'd like. Maybe maybe come on the show sometime just to, just to talk about how great I am if you'd like. But, uh, again, I believe in you. You're going to get through this. Giz, Gizmo's nothing, right? He's beneath you. So you keep doing you, Lainey. You keep doing you. So by the time you uh, are able to listen to this episode, um, I will be 25 years of age. That is right. I can already feel my uh, bones turning to glass, becoming feeble. I'm turning gray already. My skin is wrinkling. I'm like I'm like Odysseus when he was leaving that island, or I think it was like poison or something. Yeah, that's right. I know what the Odyssey is. I'm not a big dumb idiot. I'm cultured. I know what the Odyssey is. I, I it's Homer's best movie. I watched it. Okay, he's a great director. I'm big brain Cobb over here. But I'm not so much scared about aging. You know, it's not about getting older. I mean, I think we all have things like, oh, that's that's not a fun thing about getting old. I really don't want to have to go through that. But that, like, that's inevitable. You know, like the Grim Reaper's at the end of the road. He's 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 waiting. You know, he's at the bus stop. We're we're coming. We're we're approaching ever so slowly, or some you know fast. I mean, well, not to turn this into a bummer, but. My point is the, the the process of becoming older isn't so much what gets me down. I think it's the um, the standards or the expectations that you're supposed to be at at certain ages. And, you know, definitely, like, you shouldn't set yourself to certain standards. Like, you're your own person. You shouldn't compare yourself. But I think we all have that little voice in our, the back of our head, you know. There's always that one little person in the back of your head, you know. He's got he's got his, his arms folded. He's looking kind of smug. He's saying he's saying stuff like, "Ah, you know, still working on that college degree, huh?" 
it's uh it's been a couple years been graduated from high school a couple years but you know you, you might but you, you should take a break from you should take a break from college yeah take a semester off what this is like the third semester off yeah you're, you're doing great you're doing don't even worry about it you'll get back on the horse don't worry about it yeah just just take your time take your time you uh don't seem to really have a career going working at a Working at a gas station, right? Oh wait, no, it's it's a travel center, right? Oh, it's a it's a fancy gas station, very cool, very cool. You you, you clean toilets, right? Very compelling work you're doing there. Great stuff. Got you got you got a car paid off, right? That little uh, yeah, that Honda Civic out there, it's all paid off. Looks like a big old hunk of shit to me, but you know, it's yours. Congratulations. That's your hunk of shit. It's all yours. You should be proud of it. Not too, not too much seems to be going on there, but uh, but you got a podcast, don't you? You just started a podcast. That's great. But then you got to shoo that voice off. You got to shoo that voice off, and you got to remember, hey, you know what? I got good things going on in my life. I got people that care about me. I got friends. I got family that I love that care about me and they're supportive. I got a love in my life that's made me happier than I don't think that than I think I've ever been. Very fortunate for you, ma'am. And the, you know things are gonna get better. I think it's just also that thought of like yeah, like twenty five. If you round me up, I'm thirty, and that feels very grown up. That's a very grown up age. I feel like twenties is always like the adventurous age. Like ooh, I'm in my twenties, but I'm about to like exit that that point in my life and it's just very bittersweet because i i think adulthood is i mean i'm an adult and let's not pretend i'm not i'm not 16 years old but i think getting to that 30 year you know that 30 year old mark it's gonna be okay it's just like it's coming to that realization like ooh, i'm almost out of my 20s that's that's kind of crazy but uh before we continue on i wanted to actually share a little um I thought I had it work the other day. That I kind of thought was um, funny. You see, as I was, uh, you know, cleaning my toilets and uh, looking at a grown man who was shoeless in a public bathroom, and that's not bullshit. I've I've literally seen a grown man, no shoes, no socks either, like bone dry feet. On a public bathroom floor. I'm going to have to do a whole little thing about the shit I've seen in bathrooms. Because, I, I, I mean, I've, I've gotten used to cleaning up toilets and all that comes with that. But I don't think I've gotten used to things I've seen by people. But that, I'm not trying to deviate from what I'm talking about. I had this thought, and it's, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about how we have our, you know, our numbers. Like, I'm 25, right? And, like, I guess it's not interesting in current times because, you know, that's just a given. I'm 25. You, you, we have, there's, a, there's a whole documentation of my beginning and there will be documentation of when I end. But, you know, if I was, if I jumped back, like, let's say a million years or a little before that, and I went up to a guy and was like, hey, man, I'm 25, he'd probably be like, Cool, bro. I don't know what that means or what that is, but if you excuse me, I have to go pray to the sun real quick. You know, like, there was at one point in time when, like, numbers weren't a thing. Age wasn't a thing. You just got up in the morning, hoped for the best, and, you know, maybe it died, maybe it didn't. And, like, obviously, you know, it got to a point where time was discovered 
documentation became a thing. But I'm very curious what that transition period was like. You know, like, did, did they have, like, a town hall meeting and were like, hey, guys, so we've discovered time. Let's, let's, let's figure out how old you are. And then everyone's like, Jesus Christ. You know, they pull out their stone. They start carving in it to figure out the math of how old they are. They're thinking, you know what? Like, when I'm not being chased by animals and fighting off diseases, this is like the last thing I want to do is try to figure out how old I am. Like, what's an old? What's an eight? What's, you know, what is that? You know? And, and there was probably like some, like, three or four, like, old dudes who are about to kick the can anyway who are like, you know what, I'm not even gonna worry about all that. I'm one years old. I'm one. <laughs> let's just let's just call it I'm a one year old old man. <laughs> so you know there there had to have been that clash, right? There had to have been that that clash of we don't give a shit what an age is and the this is a thing that needs to be and there was a clash of ages. Maybe there was a war of ages we don't even know of, right? That's that's the thing I want to know about. What was that transition period like? What was what was the discovery of time and making documentation of time and all that? Like the, I'm sure there's a documentary somewhere on HBO Max or some shit, but that's just a thought I had, and I thought that was <laughs> something I wanted to share. But you know, I'm 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 happy with my number. Twenty five is not a bad number. You know, quarter of a century. That's fun to say. So you know, we're almost to thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make these uh these next five years count. You know, I feel like my twenties have been pretty good to me for the most part, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. But now, because I've ran I've rambled long enough about nonsense, it's about time for us to kick it into what we're all here for. It's time for Welcome, all my creatures of the night, to the Halloween delight, Face Your Fears. In this segment, we put our flashlights on the movies that gave us the Jeepers Creepers. We'll discuss what about it made our skin crawl initially, rewatch it, then see if it holds up as the big bad boogeyman, or if we were just being big babies about it. Today, I have a very special guest with me, the first guest on the Cobcast, and probably the specialist guest I could get. Just to give you a couple stats so you can get to know her a little bit. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Hospitality, Management, and Tourism from UNT. While she was at UNT, she was on the Dean's List twice. Okay. She enjoys singing and playing guitar. Mm. A lover of rock and roll in which she is a Beatle maniac. 
She likes to shred up her skates on the shredding ring, or in the skating <laughs> ring. She is a, a beloved STEM teacher. She's working to get all inked up and an aspiring tattoo artist. Sometimes in her uh, free time, you can see her at the uh, Natural Science uh, uh, Museum in Houston. And uh, I think the most important stat that I can think of is that she is the love of my life. Welcome to the show, Miss Kendall Waller. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and the fear that she will be facing today is the 1988 film Child's Play, directed by Tom Holland. No, not the one you're thinking of, a different one. Starring Brad Dourif, Chucky, most mostly plays Chucky in all the films from what I'm aware of, uh, Alex Vincent and Katherine Hicks. Kendall, the first thing I'm going to ask you, and um, you know, we're going to get towards the movie, but I want to kind of do some preempt kind of questions. Some of these questions I probably obviously know the answer to, but let's, you know, if they don't know that. Um, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they have some sort of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They know about you, but what... Um, what were some things that scared you as a kid? What were some triggers as a kid that would scare you? Mm, I think the normal things. I, I didn't like being home alone. You know? Um, scary movies, jump scare kind of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a cemetery, or my parents have a cemetery. Yes. Mm. Right, so you're driving in, and that's like kind of the first thing that you see. Like right next to. <laughs> I feel like it was a uh, kind of a platform for a lot of my dad's pranks. Yeah. Right. Like that's it's funny because probably a lot of fears that I do have come from being scared of. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'd say jump scare type things because he liked to do that, or I'd have a sleepover and he'd bang on the windows and wear his something that resembled a yeti suit and like i guess it would be his hunting gear but he liked to scare us he liked to uh dress up and even wigs like don't put it past him (laughs) sounds like russell scare us yeah well i'm glad you bring up the cemetery because i feel like i mean correct me if i'm wrong but like most of your family or at least like within your siblings have some sort of like seeing something around the property right or like ghostly or something like that I don't know that Katie and Courtney, right, sisters, I don't know that they'd necessarily have a story, but I know that I have one, and I know that my brother does, or that we, we have recollection of my brother having seen things and telling us as a little boy, like, I saw this, you know, yeah. Kendall, I saw this just now, and it's like, what, what are you doing, what, or, uh, I guess specifically I could tell you about one I remember very clearly. Brayden, my brother, for those listening, younger brother, um, he was about four and he had a little tricycle that he would ride up and down the driveway and being that the cemetery was, you know, basically the entrance to our driveway, he would ride down and one day he's on his tricycle and I'm following behind him and all of a sudden he kind of slows down and he steps off and he does this little wave towards the cemetery and uh i mean you can you can ask around like it it wasn't anything creepy it was like daylight and 
you know, we were all kind of playing outside and I was kind of tracking him and he, he jumps off of his tricycle and he's waving in that general direction. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an isolated property, but there are, we've got neighbors, they're distant, but there are neighbors. So I, maybe he saw someone working is what I assumed. But I ask, I'm like, Brayden, who are you waving at? And he turned and he, he was like, that little boy. And I'm like, mm, what little boy? We don't have any little boy neighbors. You're the little boy here, you know? <laughs> the only little boy. You're the little boy here. He's like, uh, that little boy over there. And I'm like, where? And he's like, over there. And he points to the cemetery. And I remember telling my sisters what had happened. And then he repeats it for them. Like, you know, the little boy that's over there by the graves or whatever. And we told our parents. And my dad ended up telling us a story about one of the headstones in the graveyard. Um, a very sad, morbid type of story, like four-year-old boy about the same age as Brayden, um, had lived not too far from where my parents' home is, like the same property, uh, kind of other side of where the cemetery sits. There's a it's an old couple that lives there now, but before that it was a family and the little boy about Brayden's age, and he had snuck out one morning to see horses and was kicked by a horse, and that's how he had passed away, and his headstone's in the cemetery, and my dad always joked that, like, you know, that that's who he was seeing, so oh, I but don't he's, know. he's buried there, though, right? It's yes, just... he's buried there. That's his oh, headstone. Shit. Yeah. So... I don't know. I've also had Halloween parties out there just because, like, you don't have to do a lot of decorating when there's a cemetery in sight, you know? So we did a lot of Halloween parties in high school, and um, I had friends that would come to me the next day at school and be like, hey, I was leaving, and this happened, and, like, what the hell, you know? And I don't, I, it's funny, though, because my, ha my parents' home in general never really creeped me out. Any kind of supernatural experiences that I feel like I've had there were never, like, bad necessarily yeah like i never felt unsafe like the times the times where i didn't was just like dark and i'm scared of someone coming out and rummaging through all the junk my dad has out there and stealing something or you know i'm at the wrong place wrong time kind of thing like yeah more of like a home invasion type situation i was never scared of like ghost or anything like that yeah um but i don't know I think that that's normal. Well, and it's, 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 it's funny because, like, I can definitely attest from a experience if you remember this, but, like, I've had family and I've known people who've, like, seen ghosts. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying, like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm not, like, I do. I'm kind of, I don't know. I guess I feel like I'm in the middle of, like, or maybe I'm more towards no, but I just, I don't want to be that guy's, like, there, there's no way. Because at say, least from, you know, yeah. I mean, at least from this, this situation, because I think you remember it pretty well, like, God, what was, we had, it was like a family trip or something. We were coming home. Maybe it was when we were coming back from, it wasn't Vegas, but anyway, we were coming back. It was. Oh, are you talking about the guy that had Yeah, so we were, we were coming back home and basically parent, um, Kendall's grandparents live on the property with them. So like across the street practically is where their grandparents live. And then, you know, across from them is their parents' house. So like it's a walk across. There they are. Well, no one was home at this point. It was, like, me, Kendall, and her sister Katie who were on the property at that point. Katie was upstairs at the grandparents' house, you know, going to bed. And where we were pulled in, we were basically, like, 
towards the side of the grandparents' house where you could see through the blinds into the kitchen. And, like, I think at, the, at that point in time, I didn't know nobody else was there. Or, like, maybe I just forgotten, but, like, I can remember very vividly, like, looking through those blinds, and I saw, like, a grown man, and, I mean, at least an older, you know, older man, like, looking out towards the kitchen. Like, he wasn't looking at me, but as if he was, like, in the kitchen looking out with a hat. I remember he was on, like, a cap and, like, maybe, like, a dress shirt or something. Not Nothing too nice, but I can remember that. And I was, like, a similar, like, stature to her grandfather. So I was, like, you know, is, is, is Lanny here? <laughs> is, is Papa on the property right now? And, and Kendall's, like, no. And we're, like, yeah, oh, shit. So, like, we literally, like, tell Katie, like, hey, we're going to come inside and look through the place. Oh, uh, so. not me. You, you did that. You did that. Oh yeah, but yeah, we we literally <laughs> go. We go in. <laughs> we look around. I mean, all we, you know, thankfully, no one was there. Everything was safe. Like that's the only experience I've ever had. Like seeing something, and like maybe I could chalk it up to be like I was tired. Maybe it was a long drive. I, I don't know. But like I've never had maybe that. Maybe you're happen. crazy. Maybe so. <laughs> I mean, it's these recent years. I think it's really starting to pour out of my head. So like, I mean, we're really all. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm finally reaching my limit but yeah I think that's what's very interesting about your property is like I've never had that experience elsewhere and like like just to emphasize when you're driving onto the property like it's right next door it's right next to their house practically like there's a little field like where her dad has a little um or he puts some like crops and stuff and right oh, next to that is this more of a garden yeah a garden. modest a modest garden yeah a nice garden that i helped kill at some point so I, just, <laughs> I couldn't i couldn't keep it alive it, maybe it was the cemetery that killed it as well i think that's something to investigate but yes it's very interesting with the cemetery and like the things people have seen but to to move along a little bit what from what can, what can you from remember from watching Chucky or Child's Play the first time. Oh man, it's scaring me. It's scaring me really badly. And it's funny because I obviously didn't sit and take the whole movie in. Um, it wasn't. So how how old were you? Five. five. Okay. I believe five. It wasn't something I was supposed to be watching. Um, my dad's mom and her mom. So my gram and my mom is what we referred to them as. They took care of each other, you know, mom and daughter situation. And they lived in a house in Highlands, not too far from where we are now, Baytown. And they lived there. And, you know, being grandmas, they loved to see us dressed up in our Halloween, you know, whatever we had picked that year. And uh, we were done trick-or-treating. There was nothing left to do. And we uh, popped over to visit and... I remember very clearly walking through their little screen door that they had and just making my way through the living room immediately like putting eyes on the TV because you know you're a kid and that's what you're attracted to and um, I don't well I'd like to say with confidence that nobody knew what was on the TV um, and that I would be viewing it but I mean they always had the TV on and they were always sitting on the couch watching that TV from my recollection um so I want to say they were watching like child's play before we had come in which maybe it was a surprise maybe it was like a surprise drop by and they didn't know we were coming but and you know it's Halloween night like if they want to watch a scary movie watch a scary movie you know what I mean (laughs) but uh 
They venture off, like adults, you know, they venture off into the dining area where, like, I'm in sight, but, like, they're not paying attention to what I'm doing. They're just making sure that I'm, like, minding my own business. And I did. I was minding my own business. I didn't even sit down. I couldn't sit down because I was paralyzed. I was watching what was happening on the television, and it was a child's play. And I don't think that I could have watched it for very long, maybe, you know, 30 minutes worth, but after that day like I mean if you wanted to see me jump if you wanted to see me get upset like let's just talk about Chucky because I really did not care for it and you know like I think Chucky is one of those characters like you just you get you get to an age where it's not scary anymore yeah it's, you it's know? a little goofy it's yeah. a little goofy but I say that now. We'll see. I have not seen. That's I have so not seen this movie. <laughs> I've not seen this movie since I was. She's five. gonna talk all big now. We're gonna watch. She's like, okay, now where's the dolls? Put them away. I would like to think that this is, you know, that with age that this concept, you know, of a doll coming to life and killing people. Yeah. Well, what gets um, less scary? But I was. I really, really, I really didn't like it yeah. at all. Do you remember like specifically like what was on screen or like is it just kind of like you can is it a vague kind of memory or you know the iconic little chucky outfit and his little knife and he's running around doing something what i remember most and i think i think what stood out because like i had seen i mean i hadn't viewed like sat down and watched any horror gore or scary movies at that at five years old but like i'd seen things previously that had spooked me you know uh, I think I had told you before, there's that episode of Spongebob where he's <laughs> he's closing the Krusty Krab late at night and the nose frock too. Nose frock Yeah, too. that always scared me. That would actually piss me off to no end when that would pop. Because I'm enjoying my Spongebob program and I'm really loving it and it's so funny and I've always loved Spongebob and then... She loves Spongebob so much she's got a jacket right on right now. It's like oh, uh, whatever. Patrick Stars That's not purposeful. <laughs> That's funny. It does. I never even realized Yeah, that. I just got like Patrick Star pants on as a jacket. Oh, anyways. Um, I'm cold. And the walls. Well, it was green slime. Yeah. Like, they always do that. That one. <laughs> Is that the same one as that? Is the hash slinging? Yeah, the hash one? slinging, it's slinging. The same way. He pops ha- in at the end and he he flickers the lights. He's like, yeah. I, I was nervous when I called. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I, I do you remember those little? Um, I don't. I don't not love it. I think it's a great episode. It's that they threw this little, you know, very like vintage looking vampire in at the end, yeah. and it was. Like, in contrast to the pretty colors that is Spongebob, I think it just really shook me. And I would I would know the episode. I'd be like, okay, I like this episode. But at the end, this shit happens. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop up and walk into the kitchen or I'm going to whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure I did it. I did it to where, I, I mean, I was old enough to, like, I should have been able to watch that happen. And I just, like, wouldn't watch it because it kind of spooked me. But, um... My point being, I would see things like that, but nothing ever really shook me like Chucky did. And I I really do think it's his demeanor and the way that he talks. It's not necessarily... I mean, he's not... He's a doll, you know? Yeah. A little redheaded doll, a little scar on his face, nothing too gruesome or spooky looking. It's just... He's just a little doll. It's the way that he acted. It's... The voice. Yeah, the demeanor. And... It's this grown man voice coming out of this doll. It's this 
He's got a pretty great angry, voice. Angry and, and cursing. And I mean, I had heard curse words at five, but I had never heard them being used with that purpose. Yeah. I don't know if that's landing. It's like venom I, coming out. Yeah. Like, and still to this day, I, I mean, I believe that like there's cursing and then there's cursing. Like there's, you know, you, you say a cuss word and maybe it's adding emphasis or maybe you're not thinking about it and it's just part of your vocabulary and, you know, excuse my French, but like, you're fucking awesome. Like that doesn't have the same ring as like, fuck you. Like that's, yeah, it's the intention, you know, like it's the connotation that you give the word. Like when I hear a curse word, if it's. I don't know. It, it just depends yeah, just on who's town, saying like. it. Yeah, and and Chucky was this angry doll who was murdering, and he was saying, dropping all these f bombs and and horrible things with just like the cruelest intentions, and and I hated that. And and I've always hated like, you know, I hated the conflict of someone's mad at you and and using words to be hurtful or using words with anger in their heart like that's different to me well they're trying to stab you as well right on top of that he was different he was different than anything that had ever scared me and i really believe that the the cursing was part of it i don't know i get that and like i guess for me like i'm not too familiar with chucky like i don't know about you but like i kind of know like parts of like the plot of the original movie but like very vaguely like he's such like as as far as like the modern like um monster movie characters like he's almost like off to the side because like i think jason's cool i think michael myers like i think i like michael myers the most and um freddy krueger's cool too and I think he's almost like, uh, what are those little uh, diagrams called where they have like the little things that intersect? You know what I'm talking about? Like a Venn diagram? Yeah, like, like a Venn diagram. Like him and Freddy Krueger are almost like in the same little diagram as far as like horror if it were to branch out as far as like comedy goes. Because I feel like they're both, li- they, at least. Oh yeah, there are people who watch Child's Play because they think that it's funny. Yeah, like in the same with like Freddy Krueger because he has his one-liners. But I think, at least for me, like my own personal opinion is like, I feel like Freddy Krueger can be scary. Like, if you take away the humor and the jokes and the walk of the pride die, bitch, like, there's things about him that's frightening. The burnt face, the claw, like, he's killing these children, basically, in this neighborhood yeah. in their dreams. Like, that's horrifying. But, like, with Chucky, and I guess I'll find out watching this, is, like, I would assume they would need to lean more towards humor just because it's, like, the idea of, like, this little doll running around with a knife just, like, hilarious <laughs> yeah. to me. Like, just this little... I hope so. You, 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 I hope it's man. Like, I'm, like, I'm really excited about it, but... Um, I'm... I'm hoping that it is funny. I'm hoping it's a funny watch. I had friends growing up that they're like hey you're coming over my family loves halloween my little brother gets to pick the movie tonight we're watching chucky or we're watching you know child's play or whatever oh yeah cool okay um actually i'm gonna stay home i don't feel well you know like (laughs) i just kind of avoided it just because of my original encounter with it and like i could have been missing out could have you know well, and here's my last question before like we kind of get into everything. Because I just thought about this. 
do you feel like you almost have somewhat of an interest in being scared because like you know like you you've you've enjoyed like you know um my favorite murderer and like stuff about like serial killers before but those things do inherently like scare you like what do you think the the appeal is to that oh no i don't i'm not one of those people who like to be scared i'm not like I think there's a certain, like, aesthetic appeal to, like, darkness and... Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. But, like, anytime I'm... Like, 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 like a haunted house, let's say. Like, if I were to want to go to a haunted house, it would be, like, this haunted house is short and it's for children and it's fine and it's spooky and it's halloween it's festive let's go you know i'm not going to go to a haunted house if i know that it makes grown men run and cry and like that's not something that sounds fun to me at all same thing with sitting down to watch a scary movie like like you're talking about you know people like freddy krueger and kind of the mascots of halloween and the iconic i feel like there's so much Halloween culture around those characters or you can kind of take yourself out of if, if it if there is something about the movie that kind of spooks you you can take yourself out of it knowing that like this is yeah I don't know like that, part that, of that the holiday sense. almost I'm not I don't need to be scared I've got like you know yeah well, I was gonna say like that about. <laughs> yeah that I, mean, I think that really like your definition or like you know that the description really fits into like when you did listen to My Favorite Murderer, because it's almost like, like you said, like a haunted house. Like, you're okay. saying two people who are almost making a comedy of it. Like, it's shaped as if, in a fun way. Like Yeah. Let me... I Because I completely didn't address that part of your question. My Favorite Murder. Okay. Podcast. Great podcast. I had Better the, than this one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You're new. You're fresh. Yeah. We're, 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 we're I'm rooting for you. Um, My Favorite Murder great podcast um the girls that woman i should say the women that (laughs) own that podcast they do a really good job with their delivery they they're funny people uh karen kilgariff is a comedian and they're just their conversations are funny but they're not making light of any of the situations that they talk about when they talk about you know, someone being murdered, they're very um, empathetic towards the victims and they make a point not to glorify. Like if, if they do touch on a big serial killer, they make a point not to um, glorify that person. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But I do not tune in to be creeped out or to be scared. It's more like to be aware yeah. Because they're, they're talking about things that happen in real life. They're talking about murders that have taken place or, you know, that could take place when you're not where you're supposed to be or you are where you're supposed to be and you fell victim, you know? Like, those are things that happen. And, it's just kind of like a prep. Like, you can... Like, right. Like, I can listen and... and Make sure to lock your back balcony yeah. door so one climbs up I and gets know. in. We've had... We've had well, who was that? Richard Ramirez? Yeah, Richard Ramirez. I can't tell you how many times we lived in Denton where Kendall told me, make sure that back door is locked so no one's climbing. He was a climber. No, we were but, on the second floor. But, I mean, I don't listen to them actively anymore. Like, I yeah, used I to know. listen a lot. And, like, I think that that was 
important that that I went through that period because I am a more I am more aware of my surroundings now and it served a purpose but uh there there did come a point where I was you know I was driving a bus for transportation at the time and I'd get off at 3 a.m and I would be you know finishing off an episode that I was listening to and I'd be scared and I'd be so scared I would you know I'd call and wake you up and um hey come watch me come up the stairs you know and yeah that was emotionally like draining for me so like I stopped listening you know no offense to the ladies that do that podcast they still do a great job I Katie likes it my older sister likes it she listens all the time and I like to hear it when she's playing it but it's not something I listen to all the time because it got to the point where it was scaring me and I I didn't need to be scared anymore. I already felt peak awareness, you know? Yeah. Well, one more question before we uh, dive into the movie and watch it. Did you have a favorite doll growing up? A favorite doll? Like, did you have, like, a... Um... Your own doll? No, I was super into stuffed animals. I I still love animals, but, like, animals was my thing. I was one of those kids that, like, you took me somewhere and you told me that I could get something. It was going to be a stuffed animal. What was your favorite stuffed animal? Oh, Cubby, a tiger. Oh, I know Cubby. A tiger. Okay, I know Cubby. A tiger, of course. Yeah. I, I had a I had a builder bear and uh, pretty clever uh, with names. Obviously, he was he was a superhero and his name was Super Bear. Super Bear. He was Super Bear. He's my he's my best friend. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was super. Um, no dolls. Maybe because of that. Maybe because of yeah, that movie. I never thought of that. Rooted. But I was never super into dolls, and that's probably why. I had a friend, um, a friend that I first started being friends with around third grade, and she had a doll that was convinced it was it was demonic or something. And she would, I don't know, maybe she just, maybe she just did it with me because she thought it was funny. Just fucking with you. But she would make a point before we went to bed on nights that I would stay the night, she would, you know, take it out of the playroom and lock it up in her closet and <laughs> shut the door. And I remember just being up late into the night, just staring at that closet. And like the moonlight is <laughs> coming in through the blinds and like just lighting up the face of the closet and just, oh no, you know, like. Do, do, do you think maybe she was locking it up to make you feel safer? Like, look, Kendall, it's locked up. It can't. It can't I hurt think you. she was trying to convince me that her doll was oh my God. demonic, and that was part of the show. It has to be locked up every night. Kendall, I do this every night. Put the, put the Hannibal Lecter mask on it. Get them all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I should ask her about that. Yeah, I'd like to get a little follow up on that. Yeah. She's like, ah, just fucking with me, Kendall. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I'm easy to fuck with. So. It's time to it's time to ask the most important question, mm. Kendall Waller. Are you ready to face your fears? Wait, what? Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, I think. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to face Kendall's fears and we'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Andy, no, please. We're friends to the end. Remember? This is the end, friends. so we're back um kendall had to get a a, a change of underwear because she just pee peed in her pants so much a uh, little doll-faced uh doll man but uh 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. She was she was pretty brave for the most part. But Kendall, what what would you say um, compared to when you first saw the movie? Uh, uh, what were your feelings this time around? I would like to start by saying I have no judgment towards five-year-old Kenny Waller because I can understand why that was upsetting for me, you know? Yeah. I get it. I mean, the main character's six, right? Six-year-old boy. Finally gets his, you know, favorite doll for his birthday, and it tries to murder him and his family and succeeds in murdering his aunt slash friend lady. Like, I can understand why I was scared. And I had mentioned originally that I didn't see it in full, so I don't know that I knew that at the time. But, you know, there was some, oh my gosh, this is a movie about a little boy, and his toy is trying to kill him. Like, I don't think that was there, but I can understand why I was terrified of it, is all I'll say. Yeah, and like, well, and then I was going to say to that point of like, I think that almost helped the movie because... I don't know, like, I'm almost interested to watch the other ones just to see how they play on the character. But, like, there was suspense in the movie. There was definitely thing. There was definitely those moments where I was like, okay, I could see why this is scary. Especially when you have a little boy who is having to basically battle off a doll who's a grown man. Like, you feel for this child. You feel for this, uh, this almost, uh, shining Danny, uh, clown that they casted who <laughs> practically yeah. looks exactly... Maybe they had a trend at that time. Just find us, Keep find us, kidding. Danny. But no, I um, honestly, I really liked the movie. Just for, for what it was, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fucking hilarious. You did? Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Like, I, I mean, not, I, I just thought it was enjoyable. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. And... I, enjoyable. I understand. Funny. I I expect I for for whatever reason, I thought that people think that it's funny like it's kind of one of those you know I don't I don't want to say slasher but it's like there's a audience for it and I just I don't know I thought it would be more more moments for funny and I didn't yeah I didn't think they were intentionally being funny no yeah well I, I think it's almost like uh like I think I talked about earlier it was like the Freddy Krueger thing of like I mean, again, I have a vague sense of what Chucky is, but I can only assume that as the movies go on, they get funnier because it's a dog, you know? Like, the same thing with the first Friday, or um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's mostly a scary movie. Like, you're not you're not getting a lot of quips from Freddy in that one, from what I remember. It's not, like, he's not being as cartoonish, but there were a couple moments in this movie, and that's what I meant to clarify on. There's there's moments where I thought were genuinely funny, and there were moments that probably weren't supposed to be funny that I thought thought were funny. Like when he was doing his Papa Shango fucking shit at the beginning, when he's yeah. <laughs> praying to his voodoo gods to uh, become a doll. That's something I need more in this movie. Is I wanted to know. Okay, you're introducing voodoo. Like you got to put that full, you know, in the front and center. What are we doing with that voodoo? Like, how, how did he find this man? How did he come into the dark arts? Like, I need much more of that. Right, that was kind of lazy. Not as crafted. I well, think. I think it's just, I mean, more of towards just, like, it's funny that that's how we get where we got, and it's like, I just wanted more backstory on that. Like, I just, I just thought that was funny. But even there was little moments where you can tell, like, his little foul-mouthed business, like, um... God, one of my favorite parts is when he's 
<laughs> it might be my favorite part. When they're in the elevator, like Chucky's basically in an elevator trying to get back up to oh, yeah. the house that he's staying with with the, with the boy and his mother. And this, uh, yeah, and, and he's playing dead. You know, he's playing doll like Toy Story. They kind of, I guess, they stole it from him actually. But he's playing doll. These old couple comes in, and the and you know the old because I guess the 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 older woman's like, should we do something with it? Should we move it? And the 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 uh, older man of the couple's like, just leave it. Somebody's doll. They'll come back for it. And as they're exiting through the elevator, the woman turns back and says, "That's such an ugly doll." <laughs> And when they leave, Chucky says something to an extent of, like, fuck you too, bitch. Like, that was so funny. And, like, I don't know, like, he has his little quips. And I know something we both agreed on, like, for what the effects were, like, it didn't look bad. Definitely. Especially towards the end when they do the whole mutilation. Yeah. In the fire, like, he's really. That was kind of creepy looking. I I think the funniest part about that was that like he's still going yeah but visually yeah i mean it was frightening i'm glad that i didn't see the ending as a five-year-old that would have i really i really do <laughs> i think had i seen that as a five-year-old uh me and him all burnt up from the fire i don't think that i would have voluntarily watched it again <laughs> but i'm glad that i did i also should add there was not near as much violent cursing as I remember. I, I had mentioned that was the big thing that had really set it apart yeah. for me was that like Well the only two scenes so like kind of like rough and Yeah. You know? The only two scenes because like at the very beginning I did take note of that because like you know he's, he's in the little toy store and he's saying something along the lines of like I'm gonna get you motherfuckers for doing this to me! And I was like, oh, there it is. Like, you can kind of see him as a human being (laughs) with that sense. And the only other scene I can think of is when uh, the mom's about to throw him into the fire. And that's when she's like, you better... You know, and that's when he's really, like, throwing it out there. I don't know if you get this vibe, but maybe it's... And maybe people have made this um, comparison um, before, but I feel like his voice is very similar to, like, a Jack Nicholson. Did you get that at all? I suppose. Like I mean, tone I would... or something like that? Like, I kind of, it kind of sounded like Jack Nicholson to um, me a little bit. Or maybe younger. I don't know. What I the... could see that, those vibes. I mean, I had mentioned to you uh, from the start that I I liked, I liked the vibe. I liked that actor. I thought he was. She said he was hot. Uh, this in... long-haired, red-headed. Oh, you know what? No. I, had a, I, had a, I had a question for you. I, I oh. actually had a, a thought that I was man- meaning to ask you sure, during all this. Sure. Is, um, you know, I find it interesting. Maybe you'll find it interesting. But do you find it interesting that you were once uh, scared of a short oh, little red-headed it. man and now you're, you're dating a short little red-headed man? This short red-headed man that I'm dating is far sweeter and less scary than Chucky. Maybe just a tad. Just uh, I put two I think my niece is a little closer to uh, Chucky vibes. Yeah. She she'd be a, she can be a buddy or wasn't nice guy, but I just wanted to, I put two and two together though. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, maybe ask the a only, psychologist. Yeah. Another thing I liked about the movie though that I think worked for it, probably like distinctly, is the whole vibe of like 
no one believe no one's gonna believe anybody who's yeah there. that that and that i think in itself is scary yeah it's like they're experiencing something that they can't just plain out get help for you know and i also think that that kind of goes with they didn't he, he's portrayed as a serial killer yeah for his chucky days like that is why he was murdered is because he was a murderer right yeah and one, I think it would have been cool if they would have explored that a little more, like the backstory of like what kind of serial killer. Maybe. Yeah. But also that uh, I lost my place. Well, and that's that's what I'm kind of confused with at the beginning because I was getting like bank robbery vibes because he has like the fucking you know getaway right. driver. I think they could have. Unless they were doing like a, a serial killer heist or something, he just has to stab a bunch of people and jump in the car real quick, but. No, I was, what I was just going to say is like, yeah, it's like the whole movie, everyone's having to basically fight piece for piece to prove that this doll is a killer. Like the mom has to do all this work, all this legwork, and finally the cop figures it out. And he's got to do this legwork. And finally her... Lousy, is, by the way. Lousy cop. Yeah. <laughs> just, just cut. Just, Ooh, I can't, I can't go on. Ooh. Yeah, I was with that. But, but well, let me finish my point though, but... My, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is finally his, his, his partner gets there and they prove it to him, and they're like, um, so you believe us? And he's like, yes, I believe you, but who's going to believe me? And like, I think it just sums up the whole movie of like, they went through all this shit, and like, from what we can assume, yeah, Chucky's dead, but like, how do they explain that? <laughs> you know? I wonder if they play on that in the other ones, the fact that it concludes with, like, we think he's dead, and would he come back now? Who's going to... Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what also, I was figure. I forget that there are, are so many sequels to Chucky. I might not have seen the original Child's Play. Just throwing that out there. I could have seen... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, really though. I'm interested to maybe even watch the other ones that had come out after the fact. What? And maybe there's yeah. a little more of a violent, he's cursing more, he's that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Like I, I said, I didn't get a lot of that. And maybe I was exaggerating as a child, but, you know. Well, I mean, I did read the, like, the synopsis for the second one just because I was curious. And apparently, um, Andy gets put into, like, a foster home. And Wait, so, what? Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. Like, I didn't read too much into it because I think I might watch it. But he gets put into a foster home. And, like, I'm assuming it's take away, taken away from his mother. But... They are they like relaunch nice guy or bu- nice buddy whatever it is and I guess that's how Chucky comes back but oh my god yeah I know right set I mean, that's Why that's the thing about foster care we have to find out I know I'm just assuming they fucking the cops came in and were like he did a, a doll with did what because that's one of the best things about the movie is like. Um, the mom is just like, she's like, I know my son's not Norman Bates. I know he's not Norman Bates. He can't be a killer. But it's like, everyone's like, yeah, this kid, this kid's a, he's a killer. And it's, it's really sad. How, like, especially, um, Kendall turned away towards one scene and basically, uh, Andy, the little boys in like this little psych ward for a little bit. And one of the doctors is like, you know, I'm going to help you. Just calm down. He's like, I'm going to sedate him. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to sit to just chill out. And then Chucky, you know, stabs him. Put this like, puts this little, like, shock thing on him. Just shock fries him. Cat. Yeah, just fries the hell out of him as Andy's watching. And it's like, it's like, it's that's the main thing with that little boy. It's like, you feel so bad for him because it's like, no one believes him. No one's helping him. The mom and the cop are like, you know, miles away. But no, it's, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. 
and it's enough to make me want to watch the other ones. But again, like I, I, I think like for what it was, like I could feel the suspense. I could feel the scary things about. It. I mean, I wasn't necessarily scared, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Especially that that car scene. That car scene was pretty well done with the the cop trying to like drive as Chucky's like stabbing through. Why it. didn't he get out? Why didn't he get out? I guess he could have jumped out, but... He could have gotten out. He could have gotten out. That's why I'm just like, I'm not on the cops team. Yeah. He was pretty lame. He was lame. And then, like, finally... And listen, I'm not mob-shaming. By no means. Not mob-shaming. But... Why did it take her so long to get to him? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, something doing, in me tells me that I would be quicker. She was saying. doing the best she can, you know? You think so? She, 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 she's working nights. She's got to buy buy this doll for some crackhead because she doesn't have any money. That was another thing I wanted to mention. I like, because at one point she's like going back to the, uh, to this crackhead after, uh, <laughs> after, uh, you know, everything's revealed and Ducky, or D- Ducky, Chucky's. <laughs> Revealed himself as a as a killer. She's going back to this crack dealer, and he's giving off this energy of like, I didn't bang the doll. I promise, I didn't fuck with it. You, you, you got what you got. You paid for it. Like that was funny. I guess um. You know, any final remarks? Would you recommend this movie to anyone? Would you watch it again? Like, what what, what what's your takeaway from uh, Child's Play? Ooh. Uh, that's tricky. I don't know. Uh, would I recommend it for like a Halloween watch? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've seen worse, you know. I've wasted my time on some uh, Halloween movies before. But uh, would I watch it again soon? Probably not. Just because, you know, give, give me some time to be like, I don't know, decide how I felt about it overall. I'm glad that we watched it. I'm glad that I'm not scared of Chucky anymore um I won't say that I'm not scared of Chucky anymore don't plan to ever try to scare me with the likeness of Chucky because I'll throw I'll throw a punch you know but um I sat through it like you said I only turned away once and uh that's what the goal was here right face my fears she faced her fear we had we had a we had a call. We, we we did one for the cause. We saved the day. We we did we did the Lord's work and Kindle faced her fears. Amen. Amen. But in closing, you can find this program on Spotify. You can find this program on Apple Podcasts. Search the Cobcast, and you should see my mug on there. As we've discussed, you'll see a bunch of other Cobcasts from the multiverse of podcasts, but this is the one true Cobcast. So find this Cobcast. Listen to it, review it, let us know what you think. But uh, and also we have an RSS feed. But I mean, there's links. You'll you'll find it. You know, you'll you'll find your way there. I mean, you had to have found it there to get here. But you know, I'm trying to be professional here. But um, just a little hint, hint for next week. We'll have another special guest on face your fears. Um, if if you're afraid of the dark, well, you're gonna face your fears. I don't know too much about this movie. This actually is probably the only movie of this whole series we're doing that I haven't seen, so that's exciting. But uh, the only hint I can give you is that uh, Katie Holmes is in it, and she dropped the bag, not returning for the Dark Knight after Batman Begins. So anyway, y'all have a good night, a good day, a good week. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. 
see you around the dusty trail. And thank you again, Kendall Waller, for joining us on the program. Thank you. And happy 25th birthday. Thank you. I love you.